1: Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your DFS preview for this week's Phoenix Open. Joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Hey, Greg.
3: What's up, Rick? Looking forward to uh, Phoenix Open this week. It's always a really fun event. Uh, Good time of year with the Super Bowl going on. Saturday is mayhem, and we get some crazy finishes at this event. I mean, some of it's a very underrated finish to the golf course. I think it's one of the best closing stretches of golf we get to see. So, you know, start to finish, you're going to have some excitement out here this week.
1: Yeah, we we've had a lot of excitement. You know, we kind of unknowingly, but also knowingly did the pebble beach recap episode on, on Saturday last week, those no more golf was played. Those results uh, of course became official. They're being reflected in, you know, all the stats and all the, all the information moving forward, but we, you know, 54 holes, a lot of water and Wyndham Clark is your champion.
3: Yes. Um, which was wild stuff because he didn't really play. He played one great round. You know, that's what happens when you have 54 holes that tournament would have been a completely different story. If four rounds could have been played because Wyndham Clark was, he even said it afterwards in some of his media. It, fe- it kind of felt like I won the tournament after the way I was paraded around and in the booth uh, talking on the broadcast, like all that stuff kind of felt like I had just won. I really had just broken a course record. So it was, Pretty crazy. We had a pretty good idea that that was going to happen, yeah. um, but it is a little anticlimactic. A little, un- it's unfortunate
1: for sure that it had to end that way. We don't get a chance often, but just we na- we nailed the forecast. Like h- how we knew there was no chance that they were going to end up playing that. A saturated golf course getting four more inches of rain does not end well for anybody. I I think that we should be meteorologists in
3: training oh okay well hey i mean we could be wrong with the best of them i mean our job is kind of like in a lot of ways kind of like a meteorologist right Right. a lot of we make a lot of predictions based on a lot of data and we're wrong quite a bit that's
1: right Uh, so we kind of are meteorologists in training I love it. I love it. Okay, well, let's turn our attention to the Phoenix Open for this week. TPC Scottsdale. Troy, if you want to share my screen, I've got the scorecard up here. We'll go through the key stats and all this other fun stuff, but I'm just happy, Greg, to have the same course for four rounds with Shotlink on it this is we have now entered just my time of year this is the best
3: yes oh. oh you're preaching to the choir four rounds same tournament with shot link on it i couldn't have said it any better myself so i had to say exactly what you said again <laughs> but again i want to reiterate this back nine this golf of this golf course is awesome and it it is a Nice blend of difficult holes, yes. scorable holes, reachable par fives, a drivable par four, 17th hole that is just so well designed. So much can happen in this closing stretch. Um, at 18, which is, is not an easy hole, but it's very birdie, it's very birdieable, also very bogeyable. So we have this kind of nice mix between. A shootout—you'll see plenty of birdies, but you'll see some challenge and difficulties and penalty shots, and mm. you'll see mistakes as well. So this is a really nice balance, a really good setup for a PGA Tour event.
1: The—I was looking at this a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, the back nine has the three most difficult holes on it, and it has four of the six easiest holes on it. So it, there is a chance that you get on a run. In a good way, Brooks Kepka coming out of nowhere, winning this golf tournament. There's a there's a chance you get on a bad ru- uh, a run in, in the wrong way. There's, there's just a lot of opportunity here, Greg, which is why I would like to have the Phoenix Open in February and the match play major held here in, let's call it, I don't know, October
3: Oh, could be very cool. A match play event here would be sweet, It'd be awesome. Um, And look, a stroke play event here is sweet as well. Think about some of these tee shots that players face. Um, I think of 11, really difficult tee shot, water up the left-hand side. You got to work the ball away from the water. And we've seen players, hate to bring it up, but like James Hahn, going on a run and making a mess here. Because if if you hit it away from the water, you can get penalized again. Um, 13's a really good tee shot. Fifteen on that second shot into a big island, but an island green with water all around it. And seventeen, where you're going for the green with a three wood or a driver, you got water up the left hand side. We've seen that penalize Spieth before, uh, and many other players as well. So some really cool shots with a lot on the line, where you got to step up and take it on. And and then once you get past some of those shots, you do have opportunities to make birdies, but you got to earn them. And I think that's really cool and one of the reasons why it's so exciting.
1: After a week of some people trying to get one over on sports books, some more successfully than others, uh, James Hahn was was the other one I really. Caught the book sleeping on and tried to get one over on them. And that was, that was unsuccessful that yes, that was James on stepping on 10 T with like a three shot lead and just e- evaporating.
3: This is the thing about the books. Um, when you play with the books, the odds are not in your favor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, real quick. I'll get to the key stats because I think, I think they're important. Uh, you see, Can you see this logo here, the WM logo? I don't know if it's big yes. enough. Okay. Do you know what that logo is, what that is supposed to represent? Uh, is it a flame? Uh, no. Not that I'm No. Worried. Okay. I don't know. So I thought for the longest time it was a trash can. I don't Makes know. Sense. Waste, right? Like waste management. That is the outline of the stadium at 16. Oh, wow, Which is like so good and such a good logo that h- how is not everyone in the world aware of that? Like they need to do a better job. It is it is it right it raises this to an elite logo. and I thought it was a trash can for like eight years. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. I could totally I could absolutely see it. You could do so much with that in a in a broadcast or in a lead up to that event. Showing what's going on, you zoom out, going straight up, and then you have the outline, and then WM in the middle, and there's your logo. Oh. I know,
1: I know. It's that's well done. Yeah, well, they should they should tell somebody about it. Um, you know, looking at uh, the key stats and the types of golfers that have generally had success here, Greg. You know, I'll I'll pull up the list, but I want to kind of just read off some names of past champions and see. I don't know if we can find any through lines. So we've got. Scotty Scheffler back-to-back. Brooks Kepka, Webb Simpson, Ricky Fowler, Gary Woodland, Hideki, Hideki, Brooks again. That's – this is ball strikers, baby.
3: Yes. Uh, and specifically, iron players. Yes. Right. These guys are flushers with the irons. And even if you look at some of their stats, where they ranked heading into the event, um, or where they ranked for the year in their win mm-hmm. – Brooks Koepka was one of the outside guys when he won the, for the first time. Yes. Uh, But you look at what he had the ability to do even at that time. uh, And, and that was lead the field any week in strokes gained approach.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think he was like, he was like 65th or something that year. And, but I mean, that was, I mean, that uh, 2015 Brooks winning here was the, that was the coming out party.
3: Yes. You see him a couple years later. I think he led the field at Aaron Hills approaching the green. Uh, he did it at, at Beth Page Black. He did it all over the place, um, likely at Shinnecock as well. And, and that was really a staple and a strong point of his game. So it hadn't really surfaced in 2015. But with Hideki winning back to back, it does. Uh, with Scotty winning back to back, going for a three-peat, certainly live for that. It does. And that's why you've had some of these big names here. Um, Gary Woodland certainly excels in that area of the game with his iron play. Ricky Fowler probably over his career, isn't an elite iron player, but that year had some weather, some unique weather. There was rain. It was kind of a a bizarre year. Uh, um, So it's kind of understandable in that one as well.
1: Yeah, he was. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, I thought I had the stat handy. I was looking to see what his what his rank was that year. I,
3: th- I think it was in the 70s or something.
1: I think that sounds about right. Um, yeah, I'll take your word for it because it'll take me too long to find it. OK, um, let us start going through this board. We had a couple of big WDs earlier on Monday. One never made it into the DraftKings field, and one did. So we will have to address that, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there, and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order, plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym and Viore has threaded that Needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky. as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now, here's what you can do for for our listeners. uh, First-time purchasers are getting 20% and we're back. Here is the cheat sheet on my website, rickrungood.com. We have now just two golfers in the $10,000 range Scotty Shuffler at 11600 Justin Thomas at 10000 Xander Shoffley withdrew from this event, he was 10400 don't play him. And then Victor Hovland withdrew, uh, likely would have been in that 10K range, but he never even made it into the pricing. So it's just it's just the pair at the top of the board, Greg.
3: Yes. Uh, and they're both very playable. They're both very deserving of being there. Oh, by the way, Ricky Fowler was 70th in the year that he won. Thank you. Um, I checked that out. Um, but... Rick, this brings up one other conversation I wanted to have before we get into these players specifically. Yep. And that's what we've had so far this year when it comes to optimal lineups. Mm. And the guys near the top haven't necessarily been a part of that. I mean, last week, you, these optimal lineup constructions would seem crazy if we said, well, you know, I'm going to start in the 8Ks this week, get a, and I'm going to also play three 6K guys. Mm-hmm that would be insane yet that's exactly what we had last week 9000 flat was your highest price player in the optimal lineup and then you had 3 6k guys and 2 7k guys low 7k it's it's insane is this the week that it breaks and we get a you know a big timer a, a high price player to actually
1: win well let's see um last so last week like you said it was 43,100 was the optimal lineup which means you would have created a ton of lineups before you got anywhere close to $50,000 in the optimal. The week prior was 44,700 with $8,500 Hideki Matsuyama being the most expensive thanks to the ace that he made on number 8 at Torrey Pine. So um the year of the long shot that we have been in is not just extended to outright winners but also we are getting some very strange and bizarre builds um which i don't know what that says greg does it say that the tour is very deep does it say we're bad at predicting this and the pricing's way off like what like what what's the what's the takeaway
3: yeah, are our scores arbitrary or yeah. Are have we just misjudged some of the new up and comers, like Matthew Pavon coming up, and Nikolai Hoygard, Maybe he's just been undervalued so far, and Dietrich seems like he's been undervalued so far. I think those are all possibilities, but ultimately the pricing is simply arbitrary. And I, I guess the big question is: Do you does that? Do you allow any of that to affect your builds going forward? Or do you build the way we always build and, th- and just think that it's going to balance out at some point? Like wh- what, what do
1: you do in that case? So I guess the good thing is, so I generally, I love the idea of the optimals, right? I think the goal, the goal should be to make the best possible lineup, the best possible lineup under $50,000. The reality of it is that if you're entering these contests on draft Kings or, or FanDuel or anywhere, there's a really big difference between the optimal lineups and the winning lineups, right? So, so the first uh, in a week like last week, the first t- two thousand optimal lineups might not have been entered anywhere because they were so out of control. They left six thousand, seven thousand dollars on the table. So, like last week, you didn't even you didn't necessarily need to put in the optimal lineup or any or anything close to it to win and to find success. So I guess that's part one. So that leads me to to thinking, you don't have to be the optimal, you just have to be better than everyone else. And we kind of already know what everyone's doing. Yes, being optimal would obviously be great because you'd win everything, but you don't have to be in those situations. Uh, That's a very good point. Long story short, I'm generally gonna build the same way. Now, I, I, I do often leave... I'm happy to leave two, $3,000 on the table. Rarely do I leave $6,000 on the table. That would be, that would be quite rare, but I, I'm happy to leave two or 3,000. So I, I kind of live where I'm at. The other thing about TPC to, to get us back to TPC Scottsdale, this is a very sticky course history, like very sticky. One of the stickiest uh, on the PGA tour. It's not Augusta national, but it's in that like second tier. So good, bad, high price, low price. I I'm, going to get a lot of guys with some decent experience around here.
3: Yes, it's definitely- normally it might be a tiebreaker. You, you look at it and if you find someone you really like and then you look at the course history and it's not good to maybe, yeah, but he's a different player now or you kind of can justify that. Um, but here it is and it, it's rather important and you can almost start there uh, and then and then see what you can find. Um, now it gets really interesting with guys with very limited experience. I'm not afraid of one miscut. Guy missed He's played it once and missed the cut. You know, Scotty Scheffler missed his first cut here too. Mm. Um, I'm uh, we'll get we'll go through that as as we go here. But with someone like Scotty Scheffler and Justin Thomas, mm-hmm. they have a phenomenal course history. They both have. Uh, a, it's a great course fit because their iron play is so good over a long period of time and a short period of time. I mean, Scotty Scheffler is hitting over 90% of his greens this year in 2024. Over 90%. Justin Thomas is second in greens of regulation. He's hitting like 83%. Hmm. So it just tells you how good they've been. And when that's what the golf course is calling for, one of these two guys has to be in your lineup. And I don't necessarily care which one.
1: Okay. I'm glad you said that. One of these two needs to be in your lineup. I think I agree. They, they are both. Uh, Scotty Scheffler punted away like three strokes putting in one round last week. And they only played three rounds. And he finished sixth. Huge problem for everybody. And he's obviously phenomenal here. Justin Thomas, I was I was just showing his profile we we've documented this week in and week out of what Justin Thomas is up to really good course fit, really good course history. I also do think there's a pretty sharp drop-off, you know, the nine K range has a lot of question marks. Yes. There are golfers with, I I think nine K is very volatile. Um, you're going to get some missed cuts. You're going to get some, some guys running deep into this. And I think there's a pretty big drop-off. I agree with you. Yes. You should probably be building hev- heavily around one of these guys in every, in every one of your lineups.
3: Yes. I mean, Justin Thomas's scoring average, this doesn't include the third round at Pebble. So I I did this, the last 18 rounds uh, on Friday night, and his scoring average was 67 and change, 67.61 or something like that. Um, and, And his highest round was 72. His highest finish since the Wyndham, since he nearly chipped in, I mean, every everything has been a top five finish for him, or uh, I suppose top six. He finished right. What Justin Thomas finished T six at Pebble Beach. Correct, he did. Uh, so everything has been top six since then. Just uh, awesome stuff, and it's also a very similar profile, a very similar profile to that of Scotty Scheffler.
1: Justin Thomas last five, eh, last six trips to Phoenix. No worse than T seventeen. Four of them are inside the top eight. Three of them are fourth or better. So yeah, it, and and he kind of puts well here, <laughs> and
3: he kind of loves what this tournament is—the way the fans get going and everything crazy. It's kind of like another sport. He loves that, and and you're right, Rick. I mean, he's he's had a tournament where he gained over seven and a half strokes putting here. One where, uh, uh, no, that's not. It. I'm I'm sorry, I'm clicking all over the place here like a madman.
1: As but, you should be. this is the, this is the sicko show. Just click around and see, and see see if you can break something.
3: So four, there are four events where he's lost strokes putting here.
1: Yeah. Really good stuff. And there's four in which he's gained like a ton. Yeah, over two
3: and a half. Over two and a half.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So one of Scotty or JT probably doesn't matter which one. The nine k range is filled with a lot more question marks. Max Homa, Sam Burns, Jordan Spieth, Matt Fitzpatrick, Sung Jm, and then we rounded out with Cam Young, Sahith Theegala, and last week's winner, Wyndham Clark. You've got some sporadic course history in Sam Burns, a couple of decent finishes, couple of missed cuts. Jordan Spieth has two top tens in his last three trips. Uh, Sung Jay hasn't played well in his last two. Like what are we? Cam Young hasn't played well in a while. Like what are we, what are we doing here?
3: All right. Um, let's start right up here at the top with Jordan Spieth. Okay. Um, I like what Jordan's been doing. Uh, I'm a little concerned. I was a little like, what? Why does Jordan want to get away from his pre shot routine all the time? I don't understand that. Um, but he still hit it really well at Pebble Beach, hit a ton of greens of regulation. Uh, it feels like he's got control of the golf ball off the tee. I I really like where he is. And he comes to another golf course that he's contended at um, a place that he, when he first came here back in 2015 and 2017, he had two top 10 finishes. And then this was kind of an event that got him back in 2021 with with a T4 finish there, a T6 finish um, in 2023, last year. I I really like Jordan on this golf course. Uh, and and I think in this nine k range, he's well. I mean, let's take Wyndham Clark out of it. He's playing the best, in my opinion. Uh, and I especially with the irons, maybe Sam Burns is playing the best.
1: But uh, I, okay, that was I. Sam, I like Sam Burns a little more. But both of these guys always worry me a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Spieth might go full speed and Burns might just not make any putts and then it and then it's kind of over for him. It's 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 kind of weird, which is why I think this is the range that either wins or loses you all the money because if you get it right, I think that's a good place to be. What okay, what about Wyndham Clark? This is this is a really weird situation. You mentioned it. He had one good round last week. Now that round was insanely good. He gained like nine strokes to the field. It was a uh, top three round of the year um across the globe. He Did not have to play uh, under the pressure, really, except for that of shooting a 59. And he looks to be hitting it a lot better now than he was at the end of 2023. This is where I saw him last year in person and was like, wow, I'm really impressed with Wyndham Clark. But like, what is this? What's the state now? (laughs) Uh, Well, there were a lot of questions about it,
3: and I wonder if uh, the live conversation was affecting him and affecting his performance. But the last two weeks at the American Express and at Pebble, he's gained strokes approaching the green. Um, He has one top 10 in this event. It was last year. And again, this is when you saw him, Rick. We were starting to document and understand the improvement that he made with his iron play. Correct. Now it hasn't been great, it's so it, it, it's a little concerning. And the two events where he has gained strokes has been with not every round counting, right? Two rounds in each of those of um, of, of data. So it's a little concerning to me. I generally am probably a, a no. Okay, I just don't think the play has been as good. He he shot a he shot sixty. You know he made. 150 feet of putts on the front nine (laughs) it it was in it was an insane round and it's not repeatable and i don't think he's been that good other than that one round so and now he's just one and and it's like a whirlwind so i'm kind of in the no camp on wyndham clark
1: that's the top and the bottom portion of this range the guys in the middle Matt Fitzpatrick did not play well last week. Sung J M has gone miscut and then is 66th cam young, as mentioned, seems a little bit lost. Is there anybody in the middle there that you'd feel comfortable with the Gala?
3: Okay. Probably not in the middle. He's 9,100. Um, but I I, th- I think I can take a chance on the I seem to always get him wrong, but he has two starts here. He has a T three and a T 39. And he hit it really bad in the T-39 with his irons. Uh, but I, I think his iron play has gotten a lot more consistent. It, it hasn't been electric, but you're still talking about five of his last six events. He's he's gained strokes approaching the green. Uh, he can be one of the best putters on tour. So I, I do think the gala is worth a chance Uh, and all these guys you're taking a chance on literally all of them whether it's Burns or Spieth or or Wyndham Clark or Fitzpatrick or Sung Jae or Cam Young you're taking a chance they don't have all the questions answered but I feel the most strongly um, about Spieth and Thigala in this range
1: okay let's continue this conversation because there's a lot more names in the AK range and below if we are going to get one of JT and Scotty shuffler in a ton of lineups. We're going to need to find some value. We will do that after a quick word from our partners.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
4: Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time.
1: Poston at the top, along with Benny on An and Minwoo Lee, you get Eric Cole, Hideki in the middle, Adam Hadwin, Bo Hosler down at the bottom, amongst a few other names. So this is a little more palatable, maybe because there's still question marks, but they're cheaper question marks here, Greg.
3: Yes. Um, I also think there's some players in this range who are answering the specific questions that we're looking at this week. Okay. Um, ben on would be a great starting place. He's been hitting the ball so well lately. And if, if you look at Ben Onn's history here, there's only been, um, you know, a, a five, five starts here and he's hit the ball really well here traditionally, but he's struggled on the greens. At least the last three starts where he has a T 53, a T nine and a T 20. Um, he, he has, he gained 4.28 strokes, in 2017 and finished sixth. So he has a good record here. Um, But when I look at what Ben on has done lately, he's gained over a shot and a half in each of his last three events. And the success with the putter goes back even beyond that well into last year. Uh, So I'm looking at uh, someone like Ben on as a real uh, attractive place here at 8,800. Okay.
1: So, I'm gonna do some reciprocation here. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. You you locked in your one and done on the Monday show. Uh, I will tell you, I have I have put Ben on in for my one and done this week. Ah,
3: there you go. That's a phenomenal play.
1: I have to remind everyone and myself that this is not a twenty million dollar purse. And Ben has been great in the categories that I want him to be a lot of improvement. He's got high finishes. I of course know he should have, would have, could have won the Sony open if he makes a four footer, but he's putting himself in that position a lot. And I would take a T two from him right now.
3: Yes, please sign me up. <laughs> and I wouldn't, in, uh, in, in DraftKings as well. All right. Or any fantasy golf situation. So you'll, you'll love Ben on this week. He honestly makes it hard to play JT poston.
1: How does J- what do you think? J- OK, because JT's been again, we've documented this ad nauseum where he's got all these, uh, you know, top 15 finishes. Oh, the horror. He finishes T20 last week in a 54 hole event. How do you think that he sets up well for TPC Scott still?
3: Well, he's got three top 26 finishes and five starts here. Missed the cut last year. When it was a uh, then a designated event. So he's played pretty well here, but he's kind of a better player. This he's a better player now than he has been in the past. So uh, you could look at this record and say, hey, this is this is a pretty good record, right? This is these are really good performances for JT Poston at the time the event happens. So I, I think it's a good golf course for him. Um, he doesn't have a ton of length off the tee and it's not a huge deal here. So I, yeah, I think it sets up really nice for him. I just love Ben on this week.
1: (laughs) You know, that's all. That's all. That's okay. Okay. So outside of Benny on, um, the, you know, the rest of this AK range has some interesting options. Would you consider someone at a different price point?
3: Yes. I'd consider Eric Cole. Okay. Um, Nice bounce strongly. back. Strongly. Is it even a bounce back? The miscut at the farmers is, that's as obvious as it gets. It was
1: It was so predictable.
3: Right. And it's beautiful that it happened because it takes all the attention, all the pressure away. Hopefully all the ownership goes away and we're just, we're done with Eric Cole. But he's
1: not done. Nothing's changed. Eric Cole missed the cut at the absolute worst course in the golf course in the golf world for him, and other than that, just finishes inside the top fifteen.
3: And he does it all with his iron play, and some of it with his putting. Although he's showing he doesn't re- he doesn't need that putter quite as much as um, he used to. So this is perfect for him. Yes, Eric Cole. If I could get Eric Cole and Ben on in the same lineup with Scotty Scheffler, like I'm I'm all
1: over that. I, I might have to add that up and see what that what that comes out to be. Okay. Um just for documentation purposes, um, you know, past champion, very popular. Ricky Fowler is obviously in the field this week. And and Greg, we are I, I'm at I'm at red alert.
3: And that's well said, uh, given the color coordination of your website.
1: He 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 had people foaming. Okay, so I have bet I think I've probably bet against in a single round Ricky Fowler once in like the last five months. And it was round one. Last week, when he was out of control and had everybody foaming at the mouth, he gained three and a third strokes to the field. He was in the mix. He then just punted. Okay, he lost over four and a half strokes putting in two rounds. He drops from being in contention to t forty seven over the next thirty six. the The stat profile is 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 a you need sunglasses with how bright red it is. Uh, This is very, very concerning stuff. He, I'll tell you what happened through the first
3: 27 holes last week. Ricky Fowler was eight under and bogey free. He's on the 10th hole at Pebble beach Mm -hmm. drives it into the fairway bunker close to the lip. Now, there's the ocean on the right-hand side, so it's understandable. He can't reach the green. He hits it short in the fairway. Mm -hmm. Okay, understandable again. It's a great shot. He chips it to three feet, two inches. Mm
1: -hmm. He three putts. I saw it. I saw. Okay, I didn't know that's how he got there. I saw him. I saw him three putt from three feet two inches and he he just tries to ram them all in
3: he made double he was never seen for i don't i don't know if he made another birdie he disappeared he didn't make another birdie the rest of that day uh, I don't know what happened in round three but clearly it wasn't good and it was derailed by i mean he, he should have been in contention. Right, he should have been right up there after two rounds. So,
1: Rick, uh, I I'm not playing Ricky. He did make four birdies in round three, which is almost more concerning because that means he made one, two, three, four, five bogeys. I'll be laid on him. I need to see something, something I, some sign of life. It's it's. Uh concerning
3: and frustrating and look you got look who else you got here you got Hideki Matsuyama who's had a good record here I'm probably more likely to play Adam Scott
1: Who's kind of got an interesting profile going here? Does yeah, because he's got some he's got some euro stuff that is pretty exciting as well. Um, he had those three. So Pebble Beach is the first time he's played on the PGA tour in 2024. And his three starts before that were European tour starts, and they were all really good.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um well, and Bermuda, right? Bermuda was a T5, the Australian Open, a T four, Dubai Desert Classic, T seven. T20 at Pebble, gaining strokes, approaching the green in all of those that are measured. Yep. Um, and that even goes back to the Wyndham. He's driving it well. Adam Scott looks like he's striking the ball like Adam Scott, um, which is kind of exciting because he's made some improvements with the putter. Although I I wouldn't call the putter hot right now or cold. It, it's hard to know, uh, but I think he's very playable this week.
1: Played here once. 2 years ago finished T38. So a surprising is this got this has got to be he's been on the, he's been on the tour for like 20 years and it like yeah. this has got to be the event he's played the fewest amount of times.
3: Yeah, just what especially cuz there's so much I guess it just doesn't fit his style. So much hoopla. There's so much hoopla. <laughs> and he must just say I don't really need that. He's, I don't know if the I don't know if the game. The, if the logo can handle me yes if i'm out there people are gonna go nuts
1: he is way too sophisticated to to be amongst the people
3: yeah way too cool way too good looking they won't know they're not going to know what to do with adam scott out there He's going to be in my lineups
1: that's why that's why adam scott is is much much better at the more refined the riviera club
3: uh yes yes it's just right where he belongs
1: (laughs) seven thousand dollar range Alex Noren, Sibu Kim, Akshay, Batia, Brian Harmon at the top. Daniel Berger's back in the field. Uh, Middle is your Keith Mitchell, Brendan Todd area. And then the bottom of the 7K range, that belongs to Svensson, Eckrode, Ben Griffin, and a few others. So this is kind of entering the value territory where we're going to have to find some guys to play.
3: Mm, Yes, but I think there's actually some win equity in this range. Interesting. And I actually love the $7,000 range. I, I love, there's a bunch of guys in here that I really like. Okay. So let I mentioned win equity. I'll go first to the guy at 7,200 that I think can win this golf tournament.
1: Wait. I think I know who it is. And if it is, I completely agree with you.
3: Uh, has he won a designated event before? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to say Kurt Kitayama, right? Yes,
1: hundred percent in. Yes, I've already bet him. I got him. Okay, all right. <laughs> I got him at um, either eighty or ninety. I got him at, and I, I think are, sign me up. Look at this. There are better numbers out there, and I just clicked the first one I could find. Look at this
3: profile. Yep. Now. You're seeing, this is a, a clear, we, we love talking about this kind of stuff, but it's almost like a Steven Yeager. Well, okay. He's gaining off the T every week. He, it's a much shorter period of time than what Jaeger was doing earlier. Um, but gaining off the tee every week, gaining approach the green every week, gaining ball striking every week, pretty good around the greens too. But the finishes are T 24, T 29, T 39, T 16. They're kind of so, so. But in this case, we have a very clear reason why the finishes aren't matching up to the ball striking. And he's been losing strokes putting every single week. Mm -hmm. Now, the players that we talked about earlier, Rick, Mm -hmm. that have won here, um, while we highlighted their abilities with their iron play, the other side of the coin is they are, with the exception of Webb Simpson and Ricky Fowler, Pretty terrible putters.
1: Yes. If you added Kurt Kitayama's name to that list, everyone would be like, yeah, exactly. Makes perfect sense. Fits right
3: in. Yeah. One start here. Last year, T23 gained three strokes putting. That was a signature event. That was a signature event.
1: Gained in every category. The. Okay. So I, you know, cause I do like the round by round stuff. I'm looking through the stats, all that. And I swear every time, every round I click like, okay, let's see who led the field in approach this week or this round. Kitty Yama's name is up there. He is just I see his name constantly. He is a super high upside guy and he's a bulldog when he gets into it. I think this is probably one of the better. He's a desert golf guy. Like he's a Vegas guy. This this (laughs) is just, this is too good. It's too good. He'll miss the cut, but it's too good.
3: Oh, no, don't even, don't even go there. <laughs> I got another desert guy for you. Okay. Uh, a sun devil in this range. Okay. Also fits the mold pretty perfectly and okay. has been playing very well lately. <laughs> you got it, Kevin. You. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is per perfect setup. Yeah. Ben he's a great driver of the ball, always has been. His iron play lately, two of his last three events, he's gained over four strokes approaching the green. Uh, that's yielded a, a T3 and a T6 finish, two of his last three starts. The putter was really bad at Pebble Beach. Been okay before that. Coming into the, this, this should be a perfect setup for him, right? I mean, I could see him being a staple here at this event, even though he's never played it.
1: Yeah. I mean, if we are buying into this team, no putt elite ball striking, especially the second shot. Yes, but it makes, it makes perfect sense. How much did we say he was? Oh, 70, 73, 7,300. So we have, we have started this seven K range with 72 and 7,300 dollars. That's, that's pretty good. Um,
3: would you like someone at 7,400? Sure. Let's, let's keep going. This is more of a question. I, I don't feel as adamantly about um this player at seventy four hundred, but he's very curious to me. I never play him. I mean I never play him. Christian Bzeidenhoot.
1: Oh, I thought it was gonna be Mark Hubbard. Okay. No, uh, I'm not going Mark Hubbard. All right, let's see let's see what let's see what Bez is up to these days. Uh T twenty last week. T twenty last week. Uh, He he
3: came in second at the American express third at the Alfred Dunhill links back in, what was that in, uh, in, in December, Mm -hmm. Uh, four, four events in a row, five of six gaining strokes, approaching the green. Um, Yeah. Ben finishes as well. Really solid with the putter. He doesn't have a record here. He's got one start. He missed the cut last year, missed it badly. But I feel like Christian is playing some great golf right now. Yeah,
1: this is interesting because he used to be very reliant on the putter. And it doesn't feel like he is as much anymore. You know, you were mentioning the gains and I think they even I mean, they're really green now. But this has been a pretty nice turnaround. I'm 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 shocked at how good that profile is. Yeah, it's
3: pretty good. I, I mean, like I said, he's one of those guys you can just look past because yeah. you don't feel like there's any real upside or win equity. But, you know, th- I mean, consider last year who was in the mix here that was so unexpected was Nick Taylor. You know, and I, I see some similarities there. So I'm kind of excited about that one.
1: The, yeah, there will be... um you know, there has been a couple of guys like like Nick Taylor was in this for a while. Wyndham Clark, before he became Wyndham Clark, was in this for a while. And we were like, oh, man, this is kind of kind of curious. So there, there's obviously going to be some other guys who are who are in the mix. Um, and Bez has been playing great golf all over the world. I got more in this ranch. Fire away.
3: Michael Kim. Oh, <laughs> look what this guy's been up to. It, it's been awesome. Now, part of me is just, I, I just love Michael Kim because he, he went through so much and it's so cool to see him back to where he's actually, you know, playing golf, not like a laughing stock anymore. Um, but what he's done with his iron play over the last five weeks has been awesome. I know he likes to draw the ball. Uh, which can lead to some success here. There have been some drawers of the golf ball in the mix. He uh, had a T6 at the American Express, also in the desert. You've had some reasonable finishes and very consistent play. So I'm a fan of Michael Kim, too.
1: So since he had the four straight miscuts, cuts, 5th, 18th, 41st, 23rd, 42nd, 6th, 37th, his two... No, that's not true. But two of his three best finishes in that stretch were des- like pure desert golf courses.
3: Yeah. Could be something there. I'm not saying he's a desert fox, but, you know, it, it's. I really like what he's done with his ball striking lately. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. we can't leave this range without talking about Tom Hoagie. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's. Again, this is where win equity comes in. Uh, I, I think Tom Hoagie. What is he at? Seventy
1: six? No, he's not. Tom, um, what's your price? Tom, he is uh, seventy three. Seventy three.
3: Yeah, th- these are all low. I mean, the optimal is going to be six, seven k guys. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh man, I just save the tape, Troy. Save the tape, Uh, but Tom Hoagie's starting to look like Tom Hoagie again, where the
1: iron play is kind of getting hot every week. Dude, it's so weird. You could have given me a hundred guesses at where Tom Hoagie finished last week, and I never would have said T six. You know, obviously it was a fifty four hole event, so it was weird, and we didn't like it. Didn't wasn't the same process, but. I don't remember seeing a single shot that he hit. The metrics are awesome. He's putted well in his last three. I am, I do not remember him finishing T6 at all.
3: Yeah, he shot back-to-back rounds of 66 at Pebble Beach uh, and a 71 at Spyglass. Yeah. So uh, I saw him hit some shots and looked at his stats. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. Here's Tom Hoagie back at it again. And he's got a pretty good record here, too. He's missed three cuts in six tries. Um, he has a T14 in 2022, a T25 in 2020, a T44 in
1: 19. Sign me up. And there's a four-year stretch where he gained 3.6, 4.62, and 3.8 strokes putting. Fire.
3: Wow. Okay. Um, I'm so, go. I mean, there are your guys in the, in this range with Kitty Ama, with Hoagie. And I would even throw Kevin you in there. Those are, that is real. Those guys have the, ha, could win this golf tournament and they're 73, 74, a
1: dollars Okay. I'm going to, uh, this, this is the guy. So I just, I just clicked it. Um, it, it, the last Wyndham Clark was kind of weird. Most places had him at 80 to 90, but you could have gotten him some places at 100 to 1 last week. So we've had kind of like five winners of 100 to 1 or longer. Tom Hoagie, 110 to 1. There it is. The year of the long shot, six in a row.
3: Six in a row. Oh, man. because you imagine? Scotty's going to three
1: I. But he'll be in our lineup anyway. That's right. Or Justin Thomas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the $6,000 range. Let me. Okay, so it starts with Davis Thompson, Jake Knapp, Cage Lee, Matt Wallace, middle of the range, uh, Vijegas, Shelton, McNeely, bottom of the range, Bud Cauley back in action, uh, JB Holmes, JB Holmes still getting stars, uh, and Ben Taylor. Let me start at the top here because I want to point something out to you, Greg, that I have rarely seen. And it's from Jake. Okay. Uh- Jake Knapp. Last time we saw him was the farmers (laughs) rounds two, three, and four. Those were the three rounds that he played at the South course, the measured side. He gained off the tee, approach around the green and putting in round two. He did the same thing in round three. He did the same thing in round four. There have only been, so he is the, he has now the record tied for the record for most rounds of gaining across the board in 2024 uh eric cole's done it three times jake knapp has done it three times and ben on has done it three times okay okay none of them have ever done it in consecutive rounds eric cole did it in three different tournaments he did it in three straight rounds it's like the only guy to do it in two straight he did it in three straight it's almost impossible
3: so um what's he where's what's his price 69 okay He's right at the top. Right, right. He's right up there at the top because he got a T three out of him. All right. So, are you in? Is this the, yeah. is this the real deal? I don't know. I mean, in all the PGA Tour events he's played, aside from that week at Torrey Pines, record setting, um, his best finish is seventieth. Yeah. Don't worry about
1: that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's also he's also. Well, I mean. 15, uh, 12 of his last fifteen events have been Corn Ferry Tour events, and yes. he's piling up top ten finishes there. No, yes. I, I do not think that he is going to gain, um, you know, three strokes around for the rest of his life, like like Tiger Woods. But I just think if he's if he's found something, if he's in the moment, here we go. Okay, Jake Knapp. Jake Knapp. I
3: got another guy right at the top, okay. who I know you like for the year. And if you're still holding on to him in your season long, I, I think this could be a good week for Davis Thompson. Yeah, I'm still hanging on. I, I think it's worth hanging on because he's put together some really good stuff approaching the green. I agree. Uh, which is exciting. You look at what he's done here. He has one start, one miscut in a designated event. I feel like this is actually a pretty strong profile for a guy in the six K range. Um, who's too good to you know not really show up in any of these events. He does have a T21 at the American Express. I think you're gonna get a lot more out of him this week.
1: I hope so, because you're right. He is making those gains and they're good enough results. They're fine results. I mean, the miscut at the farmers was his first miscut yeah. since the 3M open. Yeah, it's like, fine. I'm- it's fine. You're you're right. It's fine. But give me that T give me that T nine. Right, give me that T nine at sixty nine hundred dollars, and I'll be happy. Yeah, I mean he he could. Yeah, I'm not going to say anymore. T nine would be great. Yeah, he's not gonna.
3: He's not gonna win. It It would be great. Yeah, and I think he's a legitimate contender.
1: What else you got? Um, Nate Lashley. How about that? A little bit of resurgence. From yeah, Nate Lashley.
3: Yeah, T three at the Farmers. I did really well on the greens Missed three cuts before that in a row, but it had a lot to do with the putting, some really bad putting in those miscuts. cuts been driving it pretty well. And I think if I remember correctly, yeah, he has a T three here in 2020, a T three, he has a T 17 and 21, a miscut cut and a T 61. Yeah it seems he, like things are trending
1: in the right direction. He made the cut here and finished T61 despite losing five strokes putting, which is, you know, probably not super likely to happen again. Uh I agree. He's another guy that I just keep seeing his name, and I'm like, oh man, he's like still hanging around and playing better than yeah. I thought he would.
3: Um we got to get out of the six sixty nine hundred. Everybody's been sixty nine hundred so far.
1: Yeah, I thought there was somebody who I liked. A couple more. Uh, oh. Do you like Grayson Sig? Uh, probably more than a lot of these other guys. Yeah. I'll pull up his profile. He's pretty good. Yep. You're talking
3: about five in a row, gaining and approaching the green. Uh, he came and tied 17th at the American Express. Mm-hmm. Gained nearly eight strokes putting. Um, but hitting the ball really well. Could be a good spot for him. So he caught my attention at 6,700. One start here, T57. So he made the cut last year. I thought I had a guy down here. Maybe I don't have a guy down here. Justin Lauer, maybe?
1: Hmm. I don't know who I was thinking of, but what was Scott Stallings? Oh, it was Scott Stallings. Yeah. Cause I saw him on the range at uh farmers and I was looking at his profile. Yeah. he has been all right. A couple top 25s, I think here recently, or um, excuse me, top uh, Phoenix open top 25s. So he finished T25 in, in at Tory, And then his last two trips here, each of the last two years were 23rd and 22nd. He's got four, well, he's got three top 25s in his last five trips to this event. He was the guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
3: And three in a row, Gaining strokes, approach in the green, which we like. And get really, high- really putting. well at Farmers.
1: Really? Yeah. But that's not like, so he gained seven strokes putting at the Farmers. Well, he gained nine at Sanderson Farms. He, I mean, yeah. He's like capable. That's twice in his last six or seven starts. He's capable of, of doing that.
3: Sanderson Farms wasn't long ago either. I know. You know it feels like it is, but all of a sudden you add a couple of other really good finishes in there and it looks really good for Scott stalling. So he's probably underpriced at 6,700. I think that's all I really got. Yeah. I think that's all I got too. Justin Lauer was as low as I would go, but it feels like a stretch.
1: Bud Colley's back. Yep. Good to love see. Bud Colley. Yep. Good to see play I two- played with them before. Yeah. You told us that it was yeah. like, real easy 67 or something he shot. <laughs> yeah.
3: He beat me by 10. It was so hard that and I was remember thinking, okay, I played pretty well on a tough day. He beat me by 10. And if um we played four rounds. Right, this is no cut. I get four rounds. He beats me by 40. Yeah. It doesn't really do anything. And and if you could look at the stock price like Bud Callie could have shot way lower. And I could have shot way higher. <laughs> That's wild. Isn't it? It, it just And then all of a sudden, like I was hitting it with right there with him. We're hitting the same clubs on par threes. We're like, you know, I he's smoking me, but we could I could play with him. Mm-hmm. Well, all of a sudden on the last two holes, he just Hits it fifty by me.
1: <laughs> and he's got another gear. Yeah,
3: it's a, oh okay. So he was just kind of getting back from the boys trip in the Bahamas, and, right. you know, shaking off the rust. Right. That was it. Was incredible.
1: He was being nice to old old Greggy. Yeah,
3: yeah. Being <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't think I had anything to do with it, but all of a sudden he just unleashes. It's like, wait, you're Bud Collie, not right. Not- what are you doing. <laughs> Not John Daly. What happened?
1: That's so sick. All right. Well, listen, we are going to. So the way this is going to work. So uh, Tuesday, obviously tomorrow, we will spend a little time recapping the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Then we will turn our attention to Phoenix because we did not get a proper uh, recap episode. Then we'll be back Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for round by round recap episodes. Our one and done picks will be revealed on Tuesday, yours are due at the first tea time. Link is in the description. All that stuff. I don't think I'm missing anything, Greg.
3: I think we we covered a lot of guys tonight. It's good stuff. Okay.
1: Big thanks, producer Troy. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. Great to Charm Vale, but the real GFD. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.